0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Cast. I am your host, Dave Helmbrecht. Uh, man, I don't know, a lot, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I did a recording the other day, and it was on my way out to the farm to help with chores and stuff. And I get super emotional on the podcast because we lost Shirley. Shirley is Chad's mom. She was 66. Uh, She got cancer they found out she had cancer five months ago, and it was something bad and They knew the day was coming they just didn't know that it was gonna be That hard on them It's been hard on me Uh, See I'm trying not to get emotional I thought maybe I could get through this this one without getting too emotional Uh, Shirley was one of my biggest supporters biggest fans I don't know why but surely listen to my podcast more than anybody else uh, I asked her about that and she said she's listened to it once she said she's played it for other people so maybe that's what n- not bumps her numbers up if you listen to SoundCloud or one of those it tells me how many times people listen and it's kind of neat uh, my last episode didn't get shit for listens but it's whatever man I'm gonna keep doing this stuff for Shirley. She wanted to be on my podcast so bad. I should have had her on it. I procrastinated. Wait, I could have had her on it. No, I can't. But it's all right. It'll be all right. Uh, I've been out to the farm a few times to help with chores. Uh, I just don't know what to say, you know? We lost her way too soon. She, she was a fireball. She was a cowgirl, and she was. She told you how she felt and how she thought. Most of the time, was, she left the mean stuff out, though. She was so nice. She was such a sweetheart. Uh, she was funny, so funny, so witty. She was a boss around that farm. Life has to go on. Uh, I talked to Shirley a few times, you know, in the last few months about a couple different things about, hey, you know, do you want to, do you want to try, you know, just, I asked her about, so when some people, when people get like a short-term illness or they're terminally ill, you know, with cancer, it's like, do you go through chemo and be sick during your last few months? but try to make it a few more months? Or do you just not and be sick? And not be sick. And not have to deal with chemo sick stuff and just possibly live less, but not live it being all chemo sick. Come on, dude. I'm gonna have to have you not pull out in front of me, semi-truck. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard that slowdown. This car, I'm in the Kia Optima. And this thing... It's probably louder than the Trailblazer. I, I guarantee you it is. We had an issue with it. We took it in. Uh, they said it's the tires. Which the tires. And then they actually said the tires are in good condition. They have over 60% tread life left. But there's like a crowning on them. From the suspension being out of whack for a while, I guess. As they said, they readjusted the suspension. But now the tires are what's the suspension was never making the noise the suspension got out of whack made the tires wear wrong like a crowning on them wear on the sides more than the top or something i don't even know i used to know cars way more way more (laughs) anyway they uh went in and did all their little whatever they had to do to fix it but then they said the tires are bad still so I'm not gonna buy new fucking tires We're probably 100 bucks each And I have 60% tread life So we're gonna deal with some of the noise The road noise I'm on the interstate now And It has gotten worse I'm on the old Grand Forks Freeway Uh I don't know if that was supposed to be funny or not <laughs> So surely you will be missed for real Uh what else did I talk to Shirley about? Um, the chemo thing and all that, like, I'm not gonna say too much about her opinion on it. She didn't like chemo, but who would like chemo, right? Uh, through her last few months, I remember, she had her ups and downs. she'd be out in the barn one day helping out the next day she'd be in bed and she should have been in bed the whole time <laughs> no uh, that sucks so bad you know and another talk I had with her is how she worried about she wasn't scared of dying she didn't care Only, she cared okay so try not to get emotional here she worried more about Chad and Ron and Ron was her husband, is her husband. Uh, she's more worried about them than she is about herself. She said, Chad, the big baby who needs his mom. She said, Ron is medically a mess and he, how's he gonna live without without her? So stuff she said, and I should make jokes, Chad, don't get too mad about being a big baby. Chad's really close to his mom. They're like best friends. Like, I barely ever talk to my dad, even, and I consider him kind of my best friend. And I see him once every few months, maybe. We talk a couple times a month. Uh, and if I lost my dad, I'd be devastated. So, Chad, who saw his mom almost every day, helped her with chores, the barn, was there for her. He lives two miles down the road. If she were to call, he was there. What do I say to them, you know? I love them all so much. And then on, I saw Shirley on, uh, Shirley died on Tuesday morning. I saw her on Sunday afternoon. Me and kelsey were out there and working on her car and we got uh got to talk to her for a little bit um they were making her comfortable already so she was uh <laughs> pretty talkative and a lot of it didn't make too much sense uh she told me a couple different things I don't know what, I don't know why she said it, but she goes, you're really strong. She said, take care of these guys. And then she said, she said, when I die, you can have all my cats. (laughs) I said, no, no Shirley, that's okay. I know much you love them, I couldn't take them from you. And there's like 30-some of them or something. Nah, there ain't that many out there. But from what I can tell, there's over a dozen cats running around the farm, you know? And we'll come to find out. I guess she was telling a lot of people that. So. Uh, What else is going on? I do that little, that's my transition there. Uh, Sorry, you guys. I got so emotional and stuff. But it's okay. It's okay to get emotional. And people that don't get emotional are weird, right? Like, if people that just never, they never let it out. They never cry or never do anything. Like, it's the worst kind of people, I think. It's the ones that get a gun and shoot shit up. You know, I have this, this theory about school shootings. And I'm almost to work here. Uh, how it's Or mass shootings How it's always a white person Right? I'm gonna lose my train of thought on this You know how it's always a white person And it is Like it, every time Almost it is There's been a couple that I haven't been But man Every time it's some Crazy mass shooting Or school shooting It's some fucking white kid Or white dude Well Like I just said If you guys hold in your emotions And it all bottles up And builds up It gets crazy Well I think if you're a minority like black like a lot of the black people i know a lot of the mexicans i know a lot of hispanics whatever they're not afraid to speak their mind they're not afraid to like hey when some shit's bothering me like not even to they speak your mind but if you say something that they possibly disagree with there's a good chance they're gonna tell you for one but two they are uh at least gonna give you this look and you're gonna know like oh shit you know like They don't like what I had to say. And... I think that's funny. That's my take on it. Maybe I can... I'm gonna write some comedy about it or something. Make it... Try to make it funnier. (laughs) Funny at all. I'm sorry. I know this podcast has been a bummer. But speaking of comedy, I got up on stage. uh, And I'll be back uh, at lunch or break or something to do the rest. I gotta go into work. Uh, But yeah... Um, this ain't the end of this podcast. I got some more for it. And I'll tell you guys how I got up on stage for the first time. I did comedy for the first time ever. Uh, pretty exciting. I did okay. My eyes, I did not the best, but everybody else seems to think I did really good for my first time and seemed kind of, got kind of comfortable and a couple jokes hit a couple flopped, but I'll tell you guys about it here in a little bit. Um, to you guys, it'll be me just feeling right back. So, It'll be easy for you guys, but I gotta go to work. So talk to you guys in a little bit. All right. I'm back. You guys, it is not lunch break. I'm on my first break of the day. It's nine 40 right now. I can only do like maybe five or six minutes, but, uh, uh, sorry for getting all emotional on the first one on the first part there. Uh, Shirley was a great woman and I, I just wish I would've hung out with her more and stuff. Like there's always that hindsight's 2020, 20, you know and you wish you'd have done this for that. And, but uh, it is what it is. And I just feel for Chad and Carrie and Ron and the family and everybody. And it was way too early for her to go. Life was just crazy like that, you know? And some people experience a lot, a lot of death and loss and some people don't experience hardly any. And we all handle it so differently. Uh, And it's super sad obviously. Well, on a lighter note, you guys, I did stand-up comedy for the first time. Uh, put some stuff out on Facebook about it. Uh, I put the video out on Facebook, but I can't. I decided to take it down. Uh, I called, I called uh, Tristan, Robin's six-year-old son. Uh, for a long time, he acted like a girl and he would say things like he wanted to be a girl. And I'm not trying to put it all out, put his business out there like that. Or Robin's stuff out there like that, but he was a fruity little boy. He's kind of growing out of it. Some boys do. I remember Davey when he was little; he would cry over everything all the time, always crying. you change the radio station in the car; he start crying. Uh, Carter cries all the time. Just boys. Boys are emotional, little boys, and they're just going through shit, like their changes in their bodies and stuff, and they don't know what's going on. And girls too. Don't get me wrong, girls. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Little boys can act kind of fruity or kind of girly or whatever, and they raise around sisters or their mother more than their dads kind of all depends you know and they say being gay or all that is hereditary and i don't know uh not that he's gonna be gay or not we don't know but anyway he used to act really fruity or whatever and then he now he acts i say fruity can you still say that anybody triggered by that do i have any gay listeners it's fruity that's not probably cool but whatever you're not stealing that word from me i'm gonna just keep it uh well, he came back from his dad's ear this last time and uh, Did they get him for six months on six months off? I know it's not a very it's a terrible for structure I think but I don't know why they ever signed it that way but they did and I'm uh, gonna turn on some heat here you guys Try to Turn on the floor. Maybe we don't hear it as much uh, I'm sitting on a car. It really hasn't warmed up too much yet. It's two degrees out It's great. It's freaking cold here. Anyway, uh, I just not gonna put it out there because I made that joke about him acting that way But he got back from his dad's and he's not he doesn't act that way is not as bad He comes out a little bit in weird ways. He loves to do cartwheels. He's so good at them that he just he does them so freely It's crazy And uh, I tell him all the time. I'm like your cartwheels annoying you dude, but like keep doing them like the more you do the better you'll get at it and and with that'll come Flips and other shit. Maybe I don't know he likes gymnastics a lot. But he does less of the girly stuff. He doesn't put on his mom's heels and run around the house or put on make dresses out of his shirts and stuff like he used to as much. And, uh, I just made a joke about it in my stand up and it came out wrong. I came out as like, oh, my girlfriend's six year old is super gay. Well, <laughs> I was trying to be funny and, uh, I got some looks from some ladies in the audience that were like, what'd you just say? And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but, uh, Here's the, well, here's the rundown of the gig real quick. So I got three more minutes and then I got to go in. Uh, my buddy Kelly, who I work with here, I've talked about him on the podcast before, got me a gig at Half Brothers Brewery here in town. Shout out to them. Thank you guys for letting me do it. I don't even know if they knew I was doing it. Kelly had a gig from seven to nine. The same day of the gig, he comes up and he's like, hey man, I told you next time I get on stage, uh, I'll let you go up on intermission for like five, 10 minutes and do some stand-up. And I go, that'd be awesome if he did that. Well, he went up on Tuesday, this last last Tuesday, a week ago now. He went up. And he, uh, the same day he went up, he invited me to go. And he's like, you want to do five, ten minutes? I'm like, of course. I got to try it. I can't. I'm given the opportunity. It's like my dream to do it. I'm given the opportunity. I'd be I'd be dumb to say no. And uh, I've been to his shows before. And his, his crowds are usually pretty small. So I knew it would be something small. And he usually does it in a bar so there's, like, no kids. Well... I show up at Half Brothers around seven, a little before seven, and there's kids there, like four or five of them, and none of my stuff was like really kid friendly material. It wasn't super dirty, but I didn't, my first time doing stand up, like I don't, I'd be so uncomfortable doing what I was gonna do in front of kids. So I had to change it all up, and I got up on stage. And I, uh, I moved the mic stand out of the way like a professional does. The all good comics move the mic stand. And got the, you know, it was a corded mic, which is old school, which is kind of cool. Which is bad for you if you have like weird twitches and shit like when you get nervous because like that cord just gives you something to play with. And I watched the video and I just, I critique the shit out of myself by the way. But I get up there and I'm like, I feel like I need to explain myself. I go, I've, I've wanted to do comedy my whole life. I've always loved comedy. I've always liked to make people laugh. I go, I've been writing tons of material. I go, I've been writing material for the, at least the last three years I've been writing material. And uh, I go, and none of it is kid appropriate. And they all laughed so hard at that. They thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then I just kind of went into my, a little bit of stuff on kids that wasn't too bad. Uh, and I'm not gonna talk about it here, but I got, I had some Uber stuff that killed, <laughs> killed, did good. Uh, everything seemed to do okay. Uh, my dog's purpose, uh, flopped or whatever. Uh, the joke about the movie. how oh, the movie is just a troll to get you to cry, like, over and over again. is just sad. Uh, it was, like, happy, sad, happy tears, sad tears, happy tears, sad tears. And, like, yeah, nobody there had really seen the movie. So, like, the joke didn't go over very well. Which is fine. It's good to not get a laugh on one. It's like, do it... <sighs> So intense up there, you guys. I had so much fun. I can't thank Kelly enough. I don't think he listens to my podcast. I don't think he's on He's not on Facebook or anything like that. I thanked him. I gave him a huge hug, dude. I'm like, you made my dream come true. still want to do to park somewhere, but... All right, guys. I got to go back to work. Um, Lunch break. Maybe I can add some more stuff. Get it out there. I don't know. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Always thank you, but I might be back. You never know. Bye. Hey, so here we go. Uh, I am on my lunch break now, um, halfway through it. Really, uh, it's twelve fifteen. Still colder and shit out, but uh, my car's been facing into the sun all day, so I'm all right. Let me guess. I was. I just got done telling you guys how much I love and appreciate you. Uh, you guys can laugh at that or whatever you want, but honestly, I love and appreciate every single person that listens to my podcast. And I get people make jokes with me all the time, and they're like, "Dude." Uh, Everybody's got a podcast, man. I'm like, how many people do you know have a podcast besides me? You know, I know Megan, personally. I know one other person, like Megan, besides for popular people. I'm sure in bigger cities, LA is probably a bunch of wannabe comics doing podcasts, just like me. But I ain't in LA, you guys. I'm in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And... I'm just trying not to freeze to death. That's all I'm trying to do. Uh, I like to talk... I try to be funny and make people laugh. Not necessarily on the podcast. I try to be real on here and whatever. If it comes out funny, cool. Um, my sister jokes about, I don't think she jokes. She thinks she's like, you should do a comedy podcast and be funny, and I'm like, well, force funny? That's no fun. So I'm just gonna be me. Uh, that's the whole premise of this podcast, is just I'm gonna be myself. Hopefully I can get some more guests on. I know, I know you guys. You guys feel sorry for me. So why my number's dropped. <laughs> just playing. But I really do love every one of you guys. I do appreciate it, you guys. uh, Hit me up with some questions. Oh, I have a question. And it'll give me something to talk about for the next 10 minutes. You guys want to hear it. Uh, I'll just say Mal. Mal, my old, uh, Mal is my old neighbor growing up uh, in Millbank. They lived like a quarter mile up the road. I was good friends with her brother and her dad. Uh, her mom is a sweetheart they're a great family great people mal thank you for listening thank you for the question and i don't think i have a better time to talk about financial <laughs> problems uh financial stress um but right now obviously like i'm stressing hard financially uh i can't stay afloat the way it is and i pay a lot in child support every month three kids the two different women and it was based off of military pay at the time and I pay, I don't ever set it on here, Twelve fifty a month is what I pay. I don't care. I'll throw it out there. I don't give a shit. Who cares? Just so you know where I'm at though, like financially. So every month I start off at negative twelve fifty. 12 For Grand Forks, I get paid pretty well. I work a 45-hour work week. Uh, try to throw in some overtime when I can here and there. Um, my body is not keeping up with my mind. Like, by the end of the day, I'm so sore. And it's like, Dave, you should do two more hours. And... No, nah, I don't know. I do sometimes, but a lot of times I just want to go home and, and chill. And I know there's stuff to do at home. Like I got to go home and then there's the dog needs to go out and I need to try to be active with her and not be lazy and sit on the couch. And that's all I want to do after a long day's of work. But, but I get paid pretty well here. Uh, starting off as a welder here at PS Stores, I think. Engineers and welders are probably the highest paid guys here, besides for the big wigs. Uh, and then I moved up to lead and I, I, I show up on time. I show up early every day Uh, I do the best of my ability when I'm working on something Uh, I it's something I wouldn't want to buy or something I you know I mean I do the best I can Uh, I'm in charge of people it sucks sometimes other times I mean that's what you got to do if you want to move up right but I get paid pretty well and then I've been working uh, part-time on the side at juvenile detention uh, before my neck went out, I worked. I was working almost every Saturday, Sunday. Like there was days where I went almost sixty some days without a day off. I was Ubering at night. Uh, I was getting caught up uh, financially. I'm 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 paying off my debt. I have money to put in savings, but I'm I'm just paying off debt with it. You know, like they always say, like is why well, don't what do you need a savings uh, if you're gonna build up debt. But then I've also read and heard things too, where even though I have debt, like I should have a little savings on the side. That way, when in, when something happens. Like your net goes out or a car breaks down and you got to fix it. You have, you don't have to go into more debt to move on. You can take that savings. That makes sense. But I, uh, I got out of the Air Force, paid off all my debt and I got some more debt. And it's nothing like I used to have. It's nothing like other people that I know. Other people have student loans, houses. Uh, mine's really not that bad, but I, It can't I can't allow mine to be that bad because I can't afford even the small amount of debt that I have So by the time I pay all the bills for the month and don't get me wrong All the the debts my fault too. sort of I mean I got into like a pinch in life and I you know, you got to put gas in the car you got to get food and If you don't have any money in the bank account, well, we got to eat So use a credit card, you know, and I think a lot of us can relate uh, I don't think I'm a loner here putting out a lot of my business. I think a lot of people live the way we live financially. I know there's a lot of people that probably save money too. I hope you're smart financially. Everybody that I talk to that's like, what are you going to give me for like some sort of life advice? And I'm like, financially, just don't put yourself in a hole. Save money. I don't know. But then it's hard. Like you, I work so much. It's like when I have a little bit of money, like I just want to spend it on myself a little, but I don't. I barely ever buy anything for myself. I buy a lot of stuff for my kids. Even after I pay child support, I still pay for stuff for them. Uh, I try to help out Robin financially whenever I can, and that causes stress in our relationship because she's running shit when it comes to financial stuff. She's the breadwinner, and she's you know, and that causes stress between us. Uh, she starts to resent me because I can't pay her uh, the money that she needs to stay afloat too. You know, like I'm just, I get it. I wouldn't, you know, I understand how she feels and, uh, it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, but you get, so I don't know, man, you just got to make a change and you have to make something different or you're just going to keep living the same vicious cycle of paycheck to paycheck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if i i could have kept i started at ps doors and i was just working at ps doors and i was just barely staying afloat uh i don't know if i was building up more debt at the time or not maybe a little build building up a little more but paying it off at the same time kind of in that middle class rut and the one day i decided yeah, i need to go out and get another job i got a job at El rocco flipping burgers uh you swallow your pride, man. Like people would come in and they'd see me and be like, "You work in here? Like I'm too good to work in there." I'm not. Um, I enjoyed that job a lot. Um, uh, a lot of the people that work at the bar are actually really fun, crazy, outgoing people. Most of the type of people that work in a bar are that kind, of t- or that type. I guess. I I, I got I enjoyed. It. I got along with the people. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like cooking. I like to cook. I cook at home a lot. I cook almost every night. Uh... I love to cook um, even there. So like I'm there making me even making bar food. Like I don't send anything out. Just like I said, when I work at PS doors, like when I don't send anything out, I wouldn't want to eat. I don't send anything else. I wouldn't want to buy. Like people pay really good money for our, the stuff they buy from us. And it's gotta be good stuff. You send them same with the food that I put out. It's the same way. There were people who were coming and ask if I was working that night. Uh, it was supposed to be a weekend gig and it ended up being five, six, almost six nights a week. Sometimes I was going into El Rocco and helping out and working Uh, good help is hard to find like for real, like we couldn't find people to flip burgers. <laughs> How do you not be able to find people to flip burgers? Like, I don't, I get it, but there are people out there that can't, there are people out there that can't handle a little bit of a rush. Like, Oh my God, you have 10, you have to make 10 burgers and you got to get them out as soon as possible. Yeah. So what, uh, Came to the bar. Uh, your bar. If you came here for the food, well, <laughs> came to the wrong place. Uh, and the longer you wait for your food, the more drinks you're going to buy, which makes the bar more money. Uh, I just, trust me, I did get them out as fast as I could, but I didn't stress about it. If I felt overwhelmed at any minute, I went, This is bar food. They're going to wait. <laughs> and I just slow down and I go order to order or just kind catch of your, catch your breath and not freak out about it. So. I like that job. Uh, I kind of miss it. I gave it up to go to work at juvenile detention. Uh, I have a law enforcement background, security background. I was a shoe in for the job. And Robin already works there. <laughs> so I got a part-time job working there. Um, the, the people that work there are am- amazing people. I'm not kissing ass for anything right now. Uh, the main, the admin, she's amazing uh the lieutenant there he's a great guy i want to have him on my podcast larry i want you on my podcast uh talk politics even though the politics shit's all over maybe that's we can have like just a final final political discussion we can kind of talk about how everything ended up and your take on stuff you're very smart when it comes to that stuff i'm talking to you through my podcast right now larry (laughs) love you buddy okay so back to it uh I realized that sitting just working as one job and this being in that cycle wasn't gonna change anything. so whether that means you have to go out and uh, get a second job or a third job even, you have to find a way on the side you make little crafts or things you can sell uh, like if I had my own shop, I could make all sorts of metal art that I bet I could sell or I could help people repair things and get make a little money on the side. You have to do something. If you don't, you know, if you don't do something, you're just gonna keep living paycheck to paycheck and we all hate that, it's no fun. Uh, I don't remember the last time I had a decent money. <laughs> when the Air Force paid me a severance pay to get out in 2014, I had 80 grand in the bank. Ah, uh, 80 grand and I had 56,000 in the bank when they gave it to me. Within the first day, half of it was gone to go to debt. 100% debt free though. And then I used the rest of it to get through school and help my ex pay stuff, uh, pay for things. And, and then pretty much by the time I graduated school, it was gone. Crazy, right? Uh, but, and then now I'm back into debt again. But, and then going on disability for seven months uh, destroyed me financially. But it helped me learn a very valuable lesson. Uh, if you don't got money... He, he, well, I, you can't really stress about it, right? Like, one of my credit card bills is behind, and they call me, and they're like, hey, man, uh, this is who and so and so and so from Capital One uh, calling on behalf of whatever card. Uh, we noticed that you haven't made a payment yet, and blah, 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 and I look, I'm I'm no money. <laughs> well, they're like, well, when are you going to have money? Well, on payday, and hopefully you're at the top of my priorities. <laughs> so uh, I sold my welder to a guy here at work. Uh, I think I got a decent deal on it. I was, he actually off, I wanted like 300 bucks for it. He gave me 500 because he knew how much it was really worth and he's a good dude. So, uh, I'll get a new welder. I don't really need it right now. I never use it. I don't have a place to use it. I, uh, I got welders here, man. I can just weld stuff up. If I need something welded up, I bring it to work and weld it up. I got three welders at my beck and call. No, I with not the word. What am I looking for? I got three welders at my disposal. I can use them. So I can weld aluminum, MIG. I can weld stainless and mild steel. So if you guys ever need anything welded up or worked on, let me know for real. Chad, I'm coming over tonight. I'm finding you and we're going to measure up and draw up. The, uh, the railing that you want me to help you make. Uh, yeah, man. So, I'm gonna head back in, you guys. Gotta clock back in, get back to work. Um, work is work. It is what it is. Uh, dealing with the guys I work with still. People being late. People can't show up. People gotta leave. It's full-time job. I don't know what's so hard to know about, like, so what's so hard about that, but. None of us want to fucking do it either. I hate this. Uh, I wish I would've done something in life where I'm the boss and making the money and doing things my way. But 80% of, I mean, how many people do you think there are that are like just stuck in this, "I I gotta keep a job to pay the bills job thing going on and it's something they don't even like. And then they're like, and someday, someday I'm going to move on and do what I wanna do. Well, by the time they do that, they're just too much invested into what they're doing. Or just stuck at what they're at and doing. I don't know. But it is what it is, you guys. Thank you for listening. Every time, you guys. I do appreciate you all for real. Uh I hope you like hearing what I have to say. I hope it was interesting. I hope it motivates you to get out and get your financial shit in order. It sucks being broke. Uh and everybody I talk to's been broke. You know, I've a lot of people have been broke. And not a lot of people get it. And I hope you guys understand what I get. What what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I'm crazy. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Funny Welder on Instagram, Funny Welder on Twitter, uh, Dave's Podcast One at gmail.com and Dave's Podcast or Dave Helmbruck on Facebook. Love you guys. Hit me up.